Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. upset you now you know what i can't stand fucking homework homework what <laughs> is the point of homework right when you were at school there was no point to it and when you're a parent i mean all the teachers know all these projects little junior comes in to do they're not done by little junior they're done by the bloody parents aren't they all the time so what is the point of giving them coursework? Because none of them ever do it themselves. It's left to the parent. And, you know, I'm scarred from the fact, I remember at school, we had nine subjects a day, and if we got seven homeworks, we thought it was a good day. Seven bloody homeworks, when all I had to, wanted to do was to watch Star Trek, Charlie's Angels, Starsky and Hutch, The Sweeney, you know, whatever it was, and I had to yeah. do bloody seven fecking homeworks. What's, what's the point? What is the point? You know, it's it's not. I, I just I really don't get how homework enhances your life. I don't think it's designed to enhance your life. In fairness, I don't think that is the. No, it's designed to make you a smarter individual and you know get exams yes. and all that sort of thing. I mean, when you start school, you're in school from you know half eight in the morning or so until. You know, in my case, it was five, six o'clock at night. Then you come home to do bloody more of the stuff. It's slave labor. <laughs> I mean, I really am. And it's, it's horrendous. Are either of you two parents? Just recently, I've become a dad, yeah. Uh, well, then wait till you find out. Wait till Junior gets to, you know, six and seven and eight and beyond. And you're sitting trying to do their homework. Or the worst thing is when they come home on a, a, and, then, and, and you have a nice weekend. It's Sunday night and you're all knackered and exhausted. And you've been to the seaside. And it's about half nine at night. And you say, that was a lovely day. Lovely. Now we'll tuck you up in bed. Give you a bath and tuck you up in bed. <laughs> Daddy, what? Teacher says, I've got to make a Norman castle for tomorrow <laughs> what yeah we, when were you given that we were given that two weeks ago but they we have to have a cornflakes box and kitchen roll holders and all sorts of things and it's got to be in tomorrow or we'll get expelled you know that will happen to you that will happen to you and you will think of my words you will think of my wise words so did you get help 
with homework. No, I did not. My, my, I mean, listen, I'm studying Latin and ancient Greek and God knows what. My father and mother are uneducated people. They are. My father's a carpenter. My mother's a stay-at-home mum. They weren't. They weren't. They both left school at fourteen or something. You know. So it was. You were very yes. much on your own. I mean, in in our house there were no books. There were. I mean, the only books I remember were there was um, a book on John F. Kennedy and Jackie Kennedy because they were the first Catholic. Uh, he was the first Catholic president and of Irish descent. And therefore, that was a big thing. So we had a book on them. We had an Encyclopedia Britannica, which I think we got free on trial and never returned. And, <laughs> yeah, and there was always letters asking for it back, but we never, it was huge, it was massive. And there was a book on fairy stories by Hans Christian Andersen, a big thing that was given to us by our, our family doctor. But those were the only books. But dad, my dad would have Western books that he'd keep by his bedside. He'd have these, in those days you had these paperback books that were about Westerns. They were like, they're like comic type things as well. But, but outside there was no reading in our house. There were newspapers, there were quite a lot of newspapers. That was interesting, which formed a habit that I do now, to this day, I get the papers delivered and I realise no one else gets the papers. But you two don't get the papers delivered. Absolutely not. Did you do Latin at school? Amy? I did, yes. Yeah, so did I. I mean, what was the fucking point of that? Well, you can spell better. And, Paul, if you ever wanted to be a <laughs> priest, it would come in very handy. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, 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 you obviously don't know me, Amy, and I think that is extremely unlikely. <laughs> the, only time, the only time I've used Latin since school is when I'm telling people that I learnt Latin at school, the only sentence I can remember is Titelius is Estin's tablino scribit, which means Titelius <laughs> is in the study writing. And that is the only sentence I can remember, and I only ever use it when I say, I learnt Latin at school, yeah. what was the point of that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what gets on my goat really strongly. People who not only don't pick up dog poo, or their dog poo, but people who put their dog poo in the plastic bag, right? And then throw it up on a tree. So then come, come uh, autumn and winter, the leaves fall off the tree and you've got these decorated trees, 12 months a year or whatever, with poo bags, yellow ones, pink ones, green ones. Do they think this is artistic? What do they think this is all about? Poo bags on trees, what sort of wanker does that? That's random. I've I mean, never bow. seen this. Well, you don't have a dog either. There's nothing you have in life. You don't have kids. You don't have a dog. You're not relevant in any way. Um, so if you get if you get a dog and you have this, you'll say you'd be better off leaving the dog shit on the ground for it to um, organically decompose rather than put it go to the trouble of put it in a bag, You're preserving it, and the bag preserves for forever. I've never heard of these people chucking. And in fact, Eamon, I do have a dog. I have a little cockapoo called Mildred Barrett. But I've oh. never, I've never put the poo in a bag and chucked it in a tree. And I've never heard, I've never heard of this phenomenon of people. Is is it just your tree? Do people know where you live? <laughs> like a dirty protest. <laughs> dirty protest. No, no, no. It, 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 it's widespread. As a matter of fact, after this podcast, you ask people. Have they ever seen this? And you will get reports right, left and centre. Wow. I've not seen it. Paul, have you seen this? Are you calling me a liar? Are you, <laughs> what, you think I'm sitting making this up? 
We're starting to wonder if you might be the person doing it, to be honest with you. No, it's, it's foul. It's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. And then there are places, you see, where dog poo is more prevalent than, than other places. In fairness to posh people, if you're in a posh neighbourhood, there's rarely dog poo. If it happens, it's an accident or it's been done by a fox and blamed on a dog. <laughs> people are lazy and people are filthy, really. I mean, I remember, see, I remember saying, people are filthy. I mean, look at you, Sean. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like prisoner cell block H in there, so it is. But, but anyway... I remember, I, I remember seeing a documentary once about hotels, and they said in this documentary, if they placed a camera in one hotel bedroom, you would never stay in a hotel bedroom again. You would never sleep oh. in a bed again. The things, Paul, the things that go on, apparently. <laughs> oh, man, I stay, I, as someone that sleeps in a lot of hotels and is by nature, a germaphobe. Those documentaries oh. really send shivers. When they put those uh, kind of UV lights on so you can see the, the, the residual stains. The feces. Oh, man. That's why you should never touch the TV. I was in a hotel last week and they had a plastic bag yeah. over the TV Quite control. right too. Quite right too. People scratch their arse a lot and then press for a TV channel. If they were available, <laughs> I would wear a full body condom in hotels yes. for the duration of my stay. <laughs> yes. Walking on hotel carpets. I have now, if I showed you my rucksack, it's not around. I have always got a pair of those hotel slippers on hand for when I stay in a hotel. Yeah. The kind of strips that they put over at the bottom of the bed, I forget what they're called, you know, over the top of the duvet, they're never getting cleaned for a start. Yeah, they're never getting cleaned, you're right. The cushions that are on top of the pillows. What are, what are the point of those cushions? Absolutely no point whatsoever. My wife has cushions everywhere. They're like sandbags, right? So they're fine. <laughs> and then you go to lie on top of the bed and she goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm lying on top of the bed with my head on the cushions. They're not there for your head. What are they there for? They're not there for my... They are as decorative as bags of shit on trees, as yes, far as I'm concerned. Yes, that's exactly right. It's like, I'll tell you right, it's like a scene from that film, that 1917 or whatever it was called, that film. They're like World War One trenches. They're like sandbags. You throw them off your bed at night, you know, yeah. takes five minutes to get them off the bed. They're over the floor. You then get up to go to the loo and you trip over them. What are they there? I mean, I just don't get that. I don't get that at all. Just, just, that's, that's a nonsense. Are you a tidy man, Eamon? I reckon you are. Yeah, I, I, I am in my mind, but I do like my house to be like a really nice hotel, you know, that you go in, it's all, everything's in order and everything in its place. And to do that, you need staff. You don't need a partner, you need staff, <laughs> right? So, so people, I always say, I've said to my wife, none of us, none of us would have to worry about our figures or physiques or whatever if we could hire people. If I could hire a chef, I would get up. That would be the most fantastic luxury. If I won the lottery and whatever, I would hire a chef. But I'd love to get up in the morning and someone say, what do you fancy for breakfast, Damon? And I'd say, I'd have, I'd have two boiled eggs, a couple of strips of streaky bacon, maybe a sliced tomato with that. That would be lovely, a cup of tea, a glass of orange juice. That would be delightful. And you could eat healthfully all the time. Healthfully all the time, tuna, salad, whatever. Yes. Really nice, served up to you. 
Do you know what? One thing I can't stand. What? If my loved one, Grace, is making me some, uh, being kind enough to make me some dinner, maybe make me some, like, or a cup of tea, she goes to hand me the cup of tea and it's, just put it on the table. I'll have it when I'm ready. Yes. She gets angry. She tr- she talks to me like I'm being rude when I go, I'll just put it on the table. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, Sean, Sean, two things. Right, so my wife, she runs, like, our, our kitchen. I'm not allowed in, into it. Do you know, she's a control freak. She <laughs> she controls the kitchen. It's horrendous. You know, but she's a very good cook. But the thing is, she forever serves, and she can't take this criticism. Cup of tea. Thanks very much, Adine. <laughs> Burns the mouth <laughs> off you, esophageal cancer. You know that's what it. That, that's what it is. It's just. It's so hot. Why a tea doesn't have to be so hot? It burns your tongue and the inside of your mouth. I don't. We fall out about that all the time. I can't imagine you. You were a man that drinks herbal tea. Not. I don't like it boiling. I just don't like it boiling. I like to be able to have it at whatever temperature is Me consumable. Too. It can't be boiling. Yes. But you're talking about breakfast tea. You're not talking about herbal tea. Oh, God, no. Do you like a herbal? No, no, yeah. no, 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 What's the point of that? Sometimes people do say when you feel a bit indigestion-y, mint tea is, is fine. Sometimes I, when I'm at restaurants and I try to look civilised, not like a pig, I say, I'll have a mint tea, fresh mint tea. That'd be lovely. Thank you. Would you like cake and ice cream, Mr. Holmes? No, I'll just have a mint tea. Thank you. That would be fine. <laughs> I do, I do yeah. that. But here's the worst thing you can do with my wife. So she serves up food and she's very proud of her food, right? She puts it down. She'll have shepherd's pie and broccoli and whatever else is on the plate, whatever it is. Lovely. And I'll say, thank you. And I will take a bottle of sauce uh, probably brown in that case, maybe sometimes red, but whatever. <laughs> and as soon as, and I, as soon as I lift it, I go like this, and she goes, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> and I said, "I'm about to put sauce on my shepherd's pie. Why are you doing? You haven't even tasted it. Why are you putting sauce on your shepherd's pie? You know, I'm entitled to put sauce. I know what's coming. I like her shepherd's pie. I like it with sauce. I know what's going to be nice. No." No, apparently you're not allowed to do that either, because that's an insult to the cook. You wouldn't have brown sauce with a roast dinner, would you? Yes. What the hell? (laughs) What about takeaways? Do you... I I can't imagine you get a Deliveroo very often. One thing I can't stand is when I've ordered a Deliveroo and then they they deliver it on a bicycle. He's cycled to where I live, so now my food is lukewarm. Yeah. How little you know me. I lead this solitary life here. Ruth and I rarely see each other. We live in this house and I get home and I go, because I can't cook or don't cook really. And I go, fuck, what have I got to do now to deliver rude tonight? And you go, the thing is, if I get KFC, there's certain, there's certain takeaways that are acceptable to Ruth and there's certain that aren't. So if I get KFC, I've literally got to hide the evidence, right? I've got to go and bury it. <laughs> I've got to bury the the packaging in the back garden. It can, and she'll come in and she's like, you know, like a sort of rat or something that will smell. She'll come in and go, I smell something. There's, have you been, what have you been eating? You know, and I'll go, well, I just had toast. I had beans and toast or whatever it is. Oh, that's okay then. But it was really KFC. There can't be, if there's a crumb, if she finds it. Do you know the worst thing I ever did? Worst thing I ever did was I'm sitting, I'm enjoying reading the newspapers. I have my glasses on, I'm reading the newspapers. And I have a little delicacy, a little treat, Paul. I like a bag of Watsits. 
You know, oh, I like a bag oh, of Jordans, right? Yes. Especially the the family Giant. grab size in the petrol stations, right? So I open up the bag of Watsits and I have them flat, so you're not putting your hand into, you know, so you, you tear it open and it's flat. It's sitting on the table and I'm reading the papers, <laughs> and I'm enjoying this like a delicacy. It's a delicacy, right? So I'm I'm enjoying this very very much, and the blooming dog comes up beside me. You get a dog looking at you, looking at you, looking at you. You give the dog one, and the dog's still looking at you. And I'm thinking, oh, for fuck. And I think, right, can't. So I go out, and I get another bag of what's It's a smaller bag, and I open up for the dog, and I say, there you are, have those. The dog eats them, that's fine, that's fine. Now, Ruth, Ruth prepares the dog's food meticulously. It is only dry food for the dog. It's only, I don't know where she gets it. It's flown in from, you know, I don't know, Hungary or somewhere. I don't know where she gets it, but it's all, it's all perfect. And the dog eats better than I do. So, so that's all fine. Until the next day, we we have cream carpets in the house, right? So there's cream, well, except for my room, this is a Man United tribute room sort of thing, but there's cream carpets all over the house in the bedrooms, the stairs. We'll ignore that. Yeah. Is, yeah, ignore that bit. And um, <laughs> so the next morning, I hear, I'm in bed, and I hear, squeal goes on this banshee wheel as Ruth's running around and saying what's happened to the carpets what's oh my god all over the, the landing carpet and whatever I go what what's wrong what's wrong she said look at the carpet look at the dog carpet the dog has pooed all over the carpet the dog has diarrhea all over the carpet oh my god so I say, right, fine, fine, fine. We'll get the carpet cleaning man round. So you phone one of these carpet cleaning people that come within an hour. The guy cleans it up. Phew, that's okay. So I'm sitting downstairs. I said, all okay? And he goes, no, 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 no. He said, I've never seen anything like that before. He said, so we got, we got rid of the poo. It's all fine. But I can't get the stain out. I says, what do you mean? He said, the stain's that colour. It's, it's orange. I said, I can't. I said, I've tried everything, every peroxide, every chemical, every illegal chemical, everything. I can't get it out. So Ruth goes, what does that tell you? He said, well, I don't know what that dog ate, but it's radioactive, whatever it is. It's just glowing on the, on the carpet. I don't even think I, of all people, would have even been stupid enough to feed a dog an entire pack of Watsons. It was expediency. I just wanted to shut up and go away. I was just reading the newspapers. <laughs> I was just reading the papers. I was just being kind. It's like your kids. I've got four kids. And when you're bringing them up, you always pretend you're feeding them broccoli and nice carrot sticks and all sorts of things. But basically, yeah. I just used to feed them sweets and give them cowpole to keep them quiet and subdue them and things. You know, Cowpole? What? Feed them cowpole? Oh, it's, it's great. You see? It's great. When they're hyper and whatever, you just say, open up, and you give them a bit of that. That's... <laughs> And then they're all lovely in front of the TV. It's all fine. It's all great. <laughs> How are the children today? Oh, we have brought them out to the garden. I've done, I've played with them, played ball all day, but they're so exhausted now. They're just in front of the TV. 